3: Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Realty, Indy Home Pros. Looks over
4: the middle, sucking guesses, fires, throws. Does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Oladipo to win. Another, it. One! He got Another it! one! Another Oladipo! one! Another one! Huge hole! He's at the 30. He's going to go! 10, 5, touchdown Jonathan Taylor works down by Burke bounces into Cody puts it up
0: scores
3: now from the golf club at Eagle Point Studios here's your host Jim Coyle
4: hey hello everybody welcome in appreciate you joining us here on Indiana Sports Speed as always Dylan Sin joins us here on uh, Wednesday as he does as well uh, from the Fort Wayne Journal-Gazette Dylan how are you doing sir I'm good. I'm
5: good. It's uh, glad to be back. Glad to be back. And uh, another beautiful day here. It's feeling like summer out there.
4: Yeah, uh, we were talking in the break a little bit. Monday was the first day that although we had the national championship soccer game that we anticipated, we were looking forward to that. But other than that, it wasn't there was no stress. It was like, okay. Uh, Indiana's basketball roster was full, uh, They the football team had just secured more commitments from uh, the kid from USC car and uh, the defensive lineman, uh, uh, so everything was kind of, <sighs> you like, wow, but like Monday, the whole day, I'm like looking over my shoulder all day, waiting for something to happen, because I know it's going to, because it hadn't stopped for 10 weeks, and it didn't, and uh, then yesterday, I'm like, okay, so let's just relax, and I, it was like, wow, it was the first stress-free day in like I don't know 10 weeks seriously and it was it was glorious <laughs>
5: absolutely wonderful and I covered a baseball game last night it was 79 degrees and sunny the uh, the team that I covered the Tin Caps up here in Fort Wayne announced they're in, uh, increasing their attend their capacity to 40% as of June 1st 70% uh, as of June 29th Feeling very normal out here. We're, we're we're getting
4: close, getting close. Yeah, I actually my first day off. Really, I went to a baseball game too. I went to the IU game last night. They were uh, a rare midweek Big Ten game. Um, didn't work out for them though. They uh, Illinois, the Illini, win in uh, extra innings. I think it was three two. Indiana's lost uh, four out of the four four other last five. I think hmm. uh, as they're heading down this stretch. Well, they lost two out of three, so three out of their last four uh, lost lost a series to to Michigan, uh, and lose this one. They've got four four home games coming up this weekend that they have to win. Uh, I think that they're in, but you can't you can't lose three out of four and then and do the same these coming up. They've got to do something with these games. I think um, I haven't studied the. Uh, I don't even know how what they're using to get to get into the tournament this year because everything has changed, so are they taking top three from the conference? I have to go back and and research that, but Indiana has has been atop the Big Ten Conference for most of the season. I I think that they're in, but you can't tank these last five. uh, They've got a four-game homestand, and then they've got three games on the road, so they've got seven games left. You've got to win, I'm thinking, four out of those three.
5: Yeah, I, I would say that 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 makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, it, it's it's tough. They lost that series to Michigan two out of three uh, because that kind of that that pretty much pretty much not 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 yet, but pretty much sewed up the Big Ten regular season title for Michigan. Uh, which, as you said, Indiana had been leading the the league most of the seasons. So that's a tough pill to swallow. But they will they still have the Big Ten tournament. They still have, hopefully, as you said, an NCAA tournament. So season's not over yet for the Hoosiers. They have a chance to really make some noise here at the end. But got to get it turned around.
4: Well, if I gave you 10,000 guesses to guess which college basketball program is in hot water again, while under NCAA investigation for, being, for committing crimes, while under NCAA investigation, this program just cannot stay out of the inquirer. I mean, they are the national inquirer of college basketball. And I can't believe I'm saying that because it was not, that did not used to be the case. And Louisville has just become a bastion of problems. I don't think it's because it's, uh, you've got a whole new group of people there. So you can't say it's the same people. You've got a new athletics director, new president, new basketball head coach. And yet they find themselves in this incredibly crazy situation again. You know, before you had Rick Pitino getting extorted from uh, the chick that he had relations with in a restaurant that I used to frequent. That I was actually sitting in the night the story broke. (laughs) Probably very close to the exact spot where rick patino would sit at that bar there was a bar it's a restaurant but they have a bar there but it was very close to where i was staying at the, at the time but I, i'm not kidding you and there was very few people it was 10 it was i remember it was 10 o'clock at night tv truck rode up out front which was very odd because this is kind of a quieter place and then and there was just a couple of us in there and the 11 o'clock rose on and then that story bust while i'm sitting in that restaurant and i'm like looking at the other people and we're like, what the, (laughs) but that's another story. So now we've got Dino Gaudio, a former head coach, a, a, a mentor of Chris Mack who now a former, former Louisville assistant he's facing federal extortion charge for allegedly threatening to go public with alleged recruiting violations in an effort to recoup salary. When he lost his job in March, not the way I could go about things, but maybe there were some problems going on there before. But we got two things going on here. First of all, you've got this sensational story that's a Louisville story again. But then on the backside of this, are they freaking cheating again while you're under double secret probation? And I mean double secret probation because they're under investigation for committing acts while they're under Investigation. I mean, it's just goes on and on and on with them. And we've talked about how no program will ever get the death penalty again. And although Louisville deserved it for their last infraction that they've not been that the that, that penalties have not been meted out for yet. You add this on top of it. If there is something to these recruiting allegations, I'm like, okay, what do you do with that? You already have a team that really would have been. By the book, eligible for the death penalty for what they did before, which I I agree the death penalty is almost egregious. But when you add this on top of it and those penalties haven't even met it out yet, man, that opens up a a, to me, Dylan, that opens up a whole nother can of worms when you start talking about the damn death penalty. Right. And I mean, you said that you said it, that
5: this is a whole new group of people. It's a whole new it's a, a new coach, new athletic director, new group. And yet it's, it seems like from – and now we don't know because we, we don't know if the allegations that, that Gaudio was making were going to be true, um, but he did allege that they had some recruiting violations with um, managers putting together recruiting tapes and then having uh, grad assistants in practice, which is also a no-no, so it was recruiting and in-program stuff. Um, and so it, that stuff is relatively minor, but as you said – compounding that with everything that's happened before, especially with a new group of people, it's just—it's crazy to see that happen. And of course, it's not just the minor recruiting allegations. The fact that this coach basically said, a highly decorated coach who had coached Wake Forest and mentored Chris Mack, as you said, had basically said, if you don't pay me a certain amount of my salary, I'm going to go to whoever about this. And And now he's being... Uh, Prosecuted for extortion charges.
4: There had to be something too that I, I'm. I haven't spoken to anyone. I, I haven't. Re- I will reach out, but I have not reached out to any of my my friends in, in the Louisville market. But I, I'm thinking, just comment. Okay, there's something going on here. When you have that kind of a relationship, then you have that kind of acrimonious ending, where he, he's. It's just not a, a harmonious ending. So. There was something going on, I'm thinking, prior to that where he's making these demands uh, because that obviously caught him as a surprise. But all that is, is beside the point. It, it's going to be, Louisville is going to become the litmus taste, test. Uh, and, and NCAA, it's like they're, they're they're in like spin cycle anyway. They got so much going on. Muppet, Mark Emeritt, uh up there dealing with uh, name, image, likeness. When he just pulled his head out of the sand and uh, dealing with that, wh- which his he, he's so his head is just sitting there spinning. He don't. He probably doesn't even know the University of Louisville exists. Um, but it's this is beyond the capabilities of the NCAA. They've shown that time and time again that they can't handle this. But I don't know who can. To be honest with you, the schools aren't going to self-report this. Because they're doing everything they can to get away with it. I mean, it's like a NASCAR team. They're going to do everything they can to find a little bit of speed, whatever. They get caught, they get in trouble. But they still, They do you think people stop cheating? No. Basketball team stop cheating? No. Uh, Chris asked, though, how clean are most colleges? How clean is IU? Well, I'll tell you this. And I this is not, uh, well, what's clean? All right. All right. During the Bob Knight era, I guarantee you players were not getting paid. That I freaking promise you. He was such a uh, he would have he would have literally probably beat the crap out of somebody if he found, he was that. Oh, I mean seriously, uh, because he knew how vocal he was, he would have beat the crap out of somebody that paid uh, a player. Now, going forward, I, I I think that if you're asking my opinion. Clean. Look at IU's record. Do you think they've been cheating? Are you kidding me? If that's been cheating, then, buddy, they are not doing it the right way. So there's my answer to that, Chris. Um, and so, no. yeah, Yes, IU is clean. You got IU or Tom Allen on the football side. Two and three star recruits. Some four stars now. Getting four stars now. That's not. I promise you. That's that's player development. You want to talk about cheating in football? You go to the SEC. I promise you, those players are getting paid, and I'm not make, And I'm not being silly and being facetious. Paid cash. That money is still changing hands in the SEC. Uh, if you think that those programs, uh, I, I, I mean. Dylan, it's not like this is something that's out of the blue. I mean, you know, you go back to the story Auburn. You go back to all the story of the parents. Uh, but let's be honest. There's been other ways of doing things. Um, a lot of people won't like this. Pretty sure Romeo Langford's dad came out pretty well. The one year he ran the AAU team for Romeo's team. Had he ever ran an AAU team in his life? coached a team in his life, managed a basketball program in his life. There were ways of doing things, but that had nothing to do with Indiana. Zero. There's a lot of things out there, guys. Lots of stories. A lot of stories that you don't know. A lot of information that you don't know. But as far as programs being clean, everyone's looking for an advantage, but... Specific to Indiana? No. I, they are not paying players. They're not cheating. It's it's. I don't think it's worth it in this day and age, personally, with the transfer portal, with all the things that are out there, Dylan. I don't think you have to. Most teams don't have to. Some have, and some will still probably do that. But it's my little rant on that.
5: Yeah, I mean that—that's the thing you talked about. The SEC. We just had the story um a a few months ago about Tennessee football players getting handed bags of cash in McDonald's. No,
4: no, and and that's Tennessee, and they suck. (laughs) They are horrible. (laughs) But yeah, the problem—the
5: part of the problem is that the NCAA has the whole self-reporting thing, but they've come down so hard on some teams that have self-reported the teams that the team that jumps to mind is Notre Dame football. They self-reported the NCAA took away their national championship wins. Uh, um, Indiana had self-reported during the Kelvin Sampson era. The NCAA came down in the men. There's no incentive for teams to self-report because the NCAA makes
4: examples out of the teams. You are that absolutely, you are absolutely right. You are dissuaded from self-reporting, right? you so, you, so you no not, incentive. not, not only do you not benefit, yeah, you, 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 you're hit harder. So, again, the NCAA is inept. They don't know how to reward those that do self-report. That saves them from doing the job that they're not capable of doing. But yet, when uh, it's a joke. Hey, we got to take a break. We'll talk about a little bit more about the Louisville situation. There's more info to that. But uh, whatever, whatever else you want to talk about, hit us up on the Andy Mor Honda Hotline. Uh, make sure you catch us at YouTube. Uh, go there and sign up if you haven't. We're back with more. Uh, Dylan Sins with us. Uh, Cal Nedrup's going to join us today. Bob Kravitz as well. Back after
3: this, we'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Mor Honda of Bloomington and Remax Realty Indy Home Pros.
4: Hey, Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Come see us at the
3: all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington.
4: The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tee times. The golf club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Hello everybody, Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville.
6: This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: Whether you're looking for a relaxing night with a family, meeting for lunch, hanging with friends, or on the golf course, Sams Restaurants has multiple locations and something for everyone. Sams Restaurant in Fishers has homemade coffee cakes and much more. Sams Place in Broad River has wings, tender steaks, and seafood. Sams Ale House in Carmel and on 86th Street in Indy have a long list of craft beers and all of the right foods to go with. Plan a day on the links at Eagle Point in Bloomington, then stay for dinner at Sams Clubhouse. Sams Restaurants, professionals in the art of food and drink. This segment is brought to you by Sams Family of Restaurants, fresh, local family. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Andy Moore, Honda of Bloomington, and Remax Realty Indie Home Pros. Here's Jim Coyle.
4: Dylan Sen from. Uh Fort Wayne Journal Gazette, sitting in with me as he always does each Wednesday. Hey, we got the Indy 500 coming up. There's, there's still, we got stuff happening, Dylan. Uh, I, I didn't attempt to get credentials this year for the 500. I kind of wish I, I would have, but I'll be honest with you, I'm freaking tired, man. I'm tired. I, I don't want to have to cover anything for a, a, a minute. I mean, uh, yesterday was the first day off, and I went to a baseball game, but I wasn't really covering it as per se but uh but yeah it's the indy 500 coming up fans uh the that's this should be the largest spectator sport we have seen well it always is but since the pandemic yeah so since the since the last day of the big den tournament there but yeah. What 135 135,000? is that right so, something like that yeah it's a half
5: capacity i thought maybe something like that
4: Eh, that's they had like three hundred at at the one hundredth running of it, but um, but the big thing is, is it going to be blacked out? Yeah,
5: that's, I mean that's always the big thing,
4: and, and that's that's such a load of crap. Um, but I, I get it with your local market, you 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 want to try to get as many people in. It's a it's a tricky thing, but. But uh, it is what it is, but uh, the Indy 500, and, and now it's under new ownership, uh, Roger Penske and that group. Have you spent much time down at the track?
5: I haven't. No, that's, um, we, we cover the Indy 500, but that's for the Journal Gazette, but I have not actually been down there. Um, that's It's kind of one of those bucket list things, but I haven't gotten there
4: quite yet. Well, we'll have to do that together, man, because, uh, yeah, I need to, to go do that. It's just been a... Busy, busy time, but looking forward to watching it and watching the spring, all the spring events that come around. Um, and then, you know, you've got AAU that is picking up steam. Uh, those, are, they, those have started. And it won't be long, brother, and fall football camp's going to be here. And I'm not kidding because we're what um, – what is this the 18th, 19th, something like that? It is so, the
5: 19th of May. Yeah, we got maybe
4: we're not that far from June, which is crazy, freaking crazy that we're nearing the midway point of 2021. It's wow. Um, so but yeah, and you things are gonna pick up like nuts in the fall for a lot of people, but but if you're covering Indiana, it's gonna be crazy. You've got soccer that will return, of course, but football, this is the most anticipated football season in Indiana program history. I can say that because I doubt there was a lot of anticipation back in the 60s. There was no social media. There was no hell. No one knew what the team was going to be like. Hell, half the people didn't know who was on the team. That's not the case anymore everybody knows everybody's anticipating so this without question is the most anticipated football season in indiana university history i think oh there's kyle Deadrip's already with us didn't know that so i can say that easy
1: but well, we'll talk about that later
4: Cal, how you doing brother
1: good i thought you were just ignoring me
4: I, actually i got the camera up. you're always so dark you got your <laughs> you tie cob hat on and it just you always it, it sits in there kind of quiet like um but, yeah, I was talking about –
1: how are the Tigers doing, by the way? Well, they pitched a no-hitter last night, so that's that's good.
4: Oh, they had, I saw their, I didn't know it was that, that – oh, I didn't realize that was who had that no-hitter. Them and everyone else,
1: but congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I know. If, if the Tigers are pitching no-hitters, it's time to change the rules, I think. It's, <laughs> it's uh, not, not enough hitting going on.
4: Man, uh, what is it was the, the mid to late 90s, the last run the Tigers had when they were really good. No, no. I mean, it was
1: – they had a really good uh, – you know, they had David Price and uh, Max Scherzer and, and oh, Erlander yeah. And, I mean, they were uh, Cabrera's prime. And, I mean, 2012 they made the World Series. Oh six, they were in the World Series. Um, you know, 2013 they lost the Red Sox, probably their best team in the ALCS. Uh, you know, with Jim Leland they had some really good teams. You know, not not all that long ago.
4: So it's good to find I love the old teams. I, and I love people that follow the old teams, the old school teams uh that just I'm a Reds guy, so I, I guess that does count. They don't seem like an old school team, but they are one of the oldest. They are in fact uh, the oldest
5: team. 18-19. Yeah, I don't know why yeah.
4: they don't seem like it. I guess because they don't they're still not called the red legs. Maybe if they were still called the red legs, uh people would think that. What's right. been going on with you, man? Kyle?
1: Not much, man. Not, I mean, yeah, I, th- there are things going on, but, uh, you know,
4: I was just talking about the fact that Monday it was like, I kept looking over my shoulder thinking waiting for something happening to happen. And then yesterday I was like, all right, I'm going to relax a little bit. So it was a weird feeling, but so hopefully you're enjoying a little bit of that yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of my, my sons of baseball games going on and stuff. I've still got, you know, kind of knocking away at some, uh, some feature stories and some things I'm just, you know, working on, um, you know, so yeah, it's kind of that time of year, um, uh, where you can get some stuff done and, and, uh, it's nothing too, uh, super heavy lifting as far as covering games necessarily. I will help out with some, some softball and baseball stuff here in the next couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, from a game perspective, not a, not a ton of stuff, event stuff, but, uh, Indian all-stars coming up and working on some, some of that, uh, uh, actually have a story coming here this morning on, on Pete Suter from Carmel, who, uh, is going through a injury situation. Unfortunately, he's going to miss all of the summer. Uh, he's going to miss the Indian all-star series, uh, you know, the exhibition game and, you know, can't even play until, uh, late, late, uh, at least late July. So he's going to miss all the evaluation uh, period stuff, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, so I caught up with him last night. Um, you know, so s- stuff like that. Got, got some other uh feature stories coming up on, on different people, but uh, but yeah, so but definitely hey, trying I- to trying to you know do stuff with my kids as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, trust me, I understand. Uh, soccer is still finishing up graduation prom, uh, all that good stuff. Um, did was it yesterday you had a story that I read? Um, uh, a great story on a kid. Uh, I can't – I'm looking for it. Uh, special Needs Kid? Oh, oh there, it, was, it was a program that we talked about last week.
1: Yeah, that was the uh, – yeah, I think we talked about that. Uh, Sky Simpson from Carmel at the uh, uh, Special uh, uh, Olympics program, the, uh, the Unified unified Sports Program at Carmel. But, yeah, that was there last – you know, I think we touched on that last week. But I uh, had a story yesterday actually on Tom, Todd Winland from uh, Carmel or had coached at Carmel girls basketball and uh, he's bounced around to he's coached ten different places in 18 years as a, as a coach and uh you know I just you know he's going to lapel now which is he's from Frankton which is right next to lapel um, you know and and you know he has kind of a reputation as a guy who bounces from job to job and that and rightly so um, but uh just caught up with him about that he's pretty honest I thought about you know the different situations that have taken him to uh, all these different schools, um, you know, he, he's he's felt the criticism from people. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of explanations for why he left different places. There was parent pressure at, at Carmel and, and, you know, parent complaints after his four years there. I think he'd still probably be there if not for that. Kind of a controversial situation there a few years ago um, where he was kind of forced out. Uh, or what, what definitely was forced out. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's a good coach and I think now at Lapel he's following Jimmy howe there, who's a hall of fame coach and, um, you know, Lapel's a little cool little town that's got a lot of basketball history. So I, you know, this may be somewhere he finds, you know, finds home, but, uh, it was, it was fun to catch up with him and talk about, you know, why he's been, been, to all these places and has this reputation and, and, uh, you know, what, what kind of his, uh, you know, feelings are about staying at lapel, which I think he probably probably will for a while.
4: Is that up by you, Dylan?
5: Uh, it's not it, not that close to me. I don't think it's not in our coverage area. Where is, uh, is LaPone? I I right it's,
1: it. it's kind of close to Anderson. It's Madison County uh, area. Uh, it's It's in our coverage area uh, here just barely. But, uh, you know, they've had some really good basketball, even going back to the you know the 40s and stuff like that, and really a, a neat place. I mean, if you ever get there for a game, it's a, a place that still kind of really values – you know, basketball, small town environment and and, uh, has been really good over the years. Jimmy Howell, his son, uh, J.R. Howell, coaches at Zionsville now. So, you know, he kind of, it was a weird situation. He left during the season this year, uh, retired, and he was kind of forced out by, you know, parent pressure. Uh, Not forced out, but he just said, I'm done with it and, uh, you know, didn't want to deal with it anymore. And it was right before Christmas, Uh, his assistant, Justin Coomer, took over and finished out the year, and he wanted the job, didn't get it, and uh, he's actually going to stay and help Todd Winland coach there now, Uh, but then, you know, you see that more and more where, you know, whether it's parent pressure, parent complaints, parents going kind of over the coach's head. In some cases, you know, maybe there's a good reason for it. In some cases, it's just, uh, you know, playing time or, you know, know, coaches too demanding, whatever, Um, but uh, I think you know, we we that's been something that's gone on since the beginning of basketball, but I think we see more and more of it uh, here in the last few years. I've I've talked to several coaches who feel like it's changed, um, you know, here in the last few years, especially. Uh, so it's maybe an interesting topic to get into uh, at at some point, or write about, or you know, kind of go down that road a little bit farther.
5: Does it seem yeah. like does it, well? Does it seem like coaches are? Is it more pressure from parents or is it more like, uh, is it just like players feel they they can speak up a little bit more or, or what, where is that pressure coming?
1: From? You know, I think it's, I've talked to, I've talked to a couple of friends of mine who are in the coaching business about this. And I think there's a, um, you know, entitlement's a word that gets thrown out a lot. And I think probably overused somewhat, but I think there's a, um, investment maybe that, that wasn't there uh, before as far as money investment um, investment into time, you know, uh, parents and I, shoot, I've, I've been there too. I mean, I, I've coached my own kids for, you know, in, you know, mostly in, in, you know, my older son, but uh, I've been assistant coach for other things and I'm glad to help out and love to do it. And I don't have, you know, I feel like I've got a pretty good perspective on things. Uh, haven't been around this business for a long time. Uh, But I think some I think some parents, you know, they they feel like they've invested financially and time and they feel like, you know, I'm I'm going to get my payoff one way or another. And, you know, and if it doesn't happen immediately, then, you know, they may take that to the superintendent or athletic director and, um, you know, say what's going on here, you know we're, we're going to leave if uh, something doesn't change here. And, and, you know, I think in some cases, maybe, you know, that's painting a broad brush. I mean, that's not always, maybe in some cases there are reasons to go uh, complain about the coach for mistreatment or, you know, you know, myriad of things that we have all seen, you know, happen in different places over the years. But I think there's just more from that, from that perspective, I think there's more, you know, time and money investment that, you know, it's not even about, and I think people kind of are like, well, it's just all about the college scholarships. That's what all parents care about. I don't think it's, I think maybe there's some of that, but I think it's more of like, you know, I've invested this time. I want to see my kid uh, compete at the high school level. And, you know, the scholarships may, you know, may be a part of that, but I, I think it's, I think it's something different. You know, I think it's, it's more about, you know, we've done all this stuff, you know, where's the you know, we, we better get the payoff, or it's not, none of this has been worth it.
4: Yeah, the money spent seems to equal entitlement. Um, a lot of times, it doesn't matter what the sport is. Everybody thinks their kid uh, is should be playing, uh, especially when you're paying money. They don't want to see their kid sitting on the bench. And, I, and it's funny because this weekend during the soccer tournament that I was at, I heard all the parents, one of them was saying, you know, I didn't pay this to, I want to win. I want to win. I don't care about equal playing time and blah, blah, blah. Of course, if they're kids on the field, that's one thing. Yeah, it, it's just funny how it, it goes when it gets to this all-star type of, type of thing. But, yeah, it, it has definitely changed, and, and money has changed that. The parents are, are, are more demanding as well. It's Man, back in the day, they didn't have this stuff. I just went and played summer baseball and had fun and had a great summer. Um those days are gone, uh, I guess, but uh, it's sports has definitely changed for everyone and become a, a year-round billion-dollar business, and everyone tries to get the piece of that. We were talking about AAU earlier, about how uh, guys figured out how just running an AAU team could be so profitable, um, but there's just so many different ways sports have changed all the way down Um and well
1: you you touched on i mean i I think the youth sports is a big business is a huge part of that I mean I know even as a parent you know you feel you feel uh pressure like you know should I be doing this and this you know because you know uh it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses type of thing you know because if you're not then oh no you're gonna get behind and there is something real to i mean i I think there is you know and and people you know kind of uh you know, scoff at that sometimes. And and it's like, but I think at some point it's, you you want to put your kid in the best position, you know, to uh, uh, allow them to compete. You know, they, they do need to be having fun and obviously they have to want to do it. I always tell my kids that you have, you're the one that has to do it. You know, you're the one that has to decide, you know, do I want to do this and then I'll try to help you do whatever, you know, uh, needs to be done. I'm no expert. You know, I, I don't know, you know, the coaches are the ones who, who need to tell you what to do and, and kind of help guide you. But as a parent, you know, you want to be there and help them in whatever way you can. Um, but I, there almost needs to be like a class for this to, to kind of teach everybody like, all right, here's the expectations. Um, you know, do, you know, don't don't feel like you have to do everything with all these training and, and, and all this stuff. But I think it's hard to know, you know, what you know, what what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, you know, what needs to be done, what's not necessary. You know, I see all these middle school, you know, youth, you know, exposure, like you don't need expo, you don't need exposure, you know, exposure. to What, you know, what are you exposing yourself to? I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, all you're doing is filling the pockets of the people running the thing. You know, it's, that's, it's, it's nothing, you know, but so that, that kind of stuff kind of gets me going, but uh, you know, you don't need exposure as, as, a, as a sixth grader, you know, I'm sorry, but you don't in the, in the long run, it's probably going to hurt you more than it helps you. Um, so you always have to have parents who kind of keep that, you know, parents, coaches, people who guide you um, to, to kind of keep that in mind for the bigger picture. Um, exposure will come if you put the work in, you know, and if you're good enough, you know, it's, it's, you know, some of it's genetics too. You, you, you can only rise to a certain level, um, you know, based on how, you know, just how talented you are. So, you know, there, there's, you know, uh, there's a whole different list of things we could get into, but, but, uh, it's an interesting world. It's one, like you said, Jim, I didn't grow up in that either. We just went sport to sport. Our parents, my parents weren't even really involved in it. You know, they just came to the games. Maybe, you know, they, they weren't, you know, it wasn't the center of their lives, you know, like, my, here's
4: your, you got your uniform. You got this, you got that. All right. See ya. We had one baseball bat, I think, (laughs) on our
1: whole team, girl. We all shared the same bat. uh,
4: Uh, It's it's actually funny. It would be great to take any of today's teams, I don't care if you're talking about a basketball team, a baseball team, whatever, and then make them use just what we had. They would think that they were playing with with Babe Ruth equipment or (laughs) Gene Saracen equipment or – or, 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 or all those guys from the the 40s or something that's what it would seem like to them uh but yeah it's like wow th- this was your helmet that was it, it yeah. yeah that's it it's all we had uh <laughs> these are your bases they're they're not even they're tied to the ground i mean <laughs> right. it's it, it, yeah it's man it didn't matter it was just about playing the game but yeah it, it has changed it's become a lot more competitive and um but I don't think people were less competitive then. I, I just think groups, it's gotten more competitive as a group, and that has just spawned that. And, but it's the business. Talk about you, you, the biggest business probably of all is, a, is cheerleading, things like that. Those are the biggest freaking businesses in the world. I guarantee you, anybody that runs, and I hope there's nobody listening running a cheerleading outfit, but <laughs> generally all those people live in pretty nice houses. I remember when Kylie was young; she did all that stuff too. Man, that is a money-making business. Those uniforms are stupid, expensive, crazy. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling the money that is generated through these things.
1: Yeah, people. I haven't been exposed to that world having two two sons, but I know I have a good friend of mine who has three daughters who, you know, and and they're all into. You know, he lives out in Virginia now. But they, you know, they're traveling to Florida for for um, you know different things that they do. I don't even know what they call them. Like not, I don't think they're camps, but competitions, I guess. And you know, I know it's a, uh, you know, it's it's just as big in that world as it is you know baseball or basketball or anything else. You know, and, and uh, you know the and it's great to compete. And I'm all you know never want to you know say it's in anything. It's it's good to have competition and you know to be uh, competitive. But uh, but yeah, it's there's a business element to all of this that, uh, you know, someone's making money, you know, and that's, that's, uh, you know, that's where you have to keep in mind. I remember Doug Mitchell, the the North Central basketball coach, you know, I used to have long conversations with him and, you know, we went to, uh, I was at a, an open gym of theirs and he pulled his kids aside and, and, and he, he told them, you know, that that's, you know, you don't need to be doing all this extra, you know, stuff, you know, you remember everything you do, you're lying in somebody's pockets, you know, in, 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 not necessarily training. I think it was, he was talking about a camp that that was coming up and and some of his kids were going to. And, and uh, you know, so I just, I remember that. I mean, it's, that was several years ago and kind of a lot of this stuff was, you're starting to see more of it. Um, But, you know, I, I think, you know, it's important to remember, you know, what it's all about in the at the end of the day, the ball is going to stop bouncing at some point, you know, what, what are you getting out of your experience? that's going to help you uh, beyond, you know, and, and in, in not just in this moment. And, uh, you know, even coaching my my kids' teams, I always try to uh, talk about that, you know, because, you know, ultimately you're not going to be a, a player. Uh, at some point that's going to be over, and hopefully your experience is something that can help you uh, beyond in the future, be a better husband, father, you know, brother, whatever. So, um, you know, that's really what sports should be all about. And that, that sounds, uh, you know, Pollyanna or, or uh, naive, but I, I do think that's the – you have to keep that in mind.
4: I agree, man. What you got coming up next, brother?
1: Uh, like I said, I'll have that story on Pete Suter out this morning. Uh, working on some baseball uh, features and, and uh, another really, uh, you know, I think I think will be a good uh, feature on a softball coach from around here, Kathy Stricker, uh, who uh, old, unfortunately is fighting uh, stage four lung cancer. Uh, never was a smoker. Never, you know, just hereditary thing, and she's been the only coach in Franklin Central softball history, forty-two years, and. Uh, Farm kid from down around, from uh, Silver Creek area originally. So uh, she got a really interesting story. First scholarship women's athlete at Franklin College back in the 70s. So uh, she got a cool, a really cool backstory. She fought for women's sports for a long, long time. And, um, you know, I don't know how much time she's got left, but she's still coaching, still still fighting, and a really cool person. So uh, looking forward to finishing that story today as well.
4: Looking forward to reading it. All uh, your stuff's great. Make sure you uh, go to it. Make sure you give Kyle a follow from the Indy Star. Uh, looking forward to it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. All
1: right. Thanks, guys. Good talk today.
4: You hey, bet. Kyle so. will joining us from Indy Star, as always. We got more coming up. Dylan Sins joining me from the Fort Wayne Journal-Gazette, and we'll be back with it right after this.
3: We'll be right back to the golf club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Remax Realty Indy Home Pros. Whether you're looking for a relaxing night with the family, meeting for lunch, hanging with friends, or on the golf course, Sams Restaurants has multiple locations and something for everyone. Sams Restaurant in Fishers has homemade coffee cakes and much more. Somm's Place in Broad River has wings, tender steaks, and seafood. Som's Ale House in Carmel and on 86th Street in Indy have a long list of craft beers and all of the right foods to go with. Plan a day on the links at Eagle Point in Bloomington, then stay for dinner at Somm's Clubhouse. Somm's Restaurants, professionals in the art of food and drink.
7: We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368.
4: The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tee times. The golf club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Hello everybody, Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Hey, Hoosier fans. Whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer.
3: Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington.
4: This segment is brought to you by Bubba's Thirty Three in Clarksville, pizza, burgers, beer.
3: Now back to the golf club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Remax Realty Indy Home Pros. Here's
4: Jim Coyle. Welcome back on this Wednesday, Dylan Sin joining me from the uh, Fort Wayne Journal Gazette. Uh, been talking about all kinds of stuff today. Uh what was I just fired up about in the break? Just oh fire. yes, Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. 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 Yeah. My my issue with Marshall is American college soccer. Yeah, there's always international players. It's an international game. But when you're when 90% of your players are international when, when the guys are actually playing on the field are international are they they've been internationally trained, that's I don't think that that is in the spirit of how the sport is set up. You look at Indiana's roster, 90% of their roster is from the Midwest. Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Philadelphia is not in the Midwest. But uh, the, the, the bulk of them is – and they develop and train, and, they, and it's a program. Marshall just went and they brought all the guys in they could bring in from, from around the world – that have done nothing but play soccer their entire lives. So it's within the rules, but to me, that's a bought title. That is a bought title. Why do you think a team like Marshall could knock off the defending champion, Georgetown, then North Carolina, then Indiana? Out of nowhere. Yeah, that's my issue. Marshall did not develop a program. Marshall has not grown a program. They bought a program. They bought and brought some players in. That's my issue with that. Not nothing to do with Indiana. I don't care who they beat. It is. I, I just that would be just like you talking about. Were we on air when you talked about the 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 Cooper the? No, we weren't. That
5: was that was in the in the
4: middle. What you were talking about, man? That's a cool story. You got the umpire in Cooperstown. First of yes. all. That's just awesome in itself, right? They,
5: uh, they, wow. a travel, they, they have a, a basically a travel tournament, one of the biggest ones in the country. It's basically it's, it's the Little League World Series, but a kind of different form. It's the same level. It's the same age of kids, and they have it every summer up in up in Cooperstown at, at a Little League complex they have. And I got to umpire up there between my senior year and freshman year of high school championship game, if I remember correctly. Uh, one of the teams had a pitcher fly in specifically for that game to pitch the championship.
4: And that is just ridiculous uh, that that's allowed, uh, especially at that level. I mean, that that's these, are, exactly these,
5: these are twelve year old kids. It, it, it was wild to me, and then, yeah, it's wild and, to me. <laughs> and, then, and that just shows you how much things have changed, even since I was a kid. We were talking last last second about Kyle with with Kyle, uh, but and I'm 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 younger than you guys, uh, but. It, things have changed even since I was a kid. It, it, it's crazy how competitive it's gotten. But but yeah, I mean, yeah, going back to Marshall, I mean that that that's the thing with a lot of these European kids, especially, is that they they come up through these programs, and then if they can't quite make it in European soccer, they come to the United States to get an education and and, and play soccer that way. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's it's um, it, it definitely gives gives soccer a different flavor in college than almost every other sport here in the United States.
4: And now what other programs like Marshall who are little program, I mean, smaller, there's just a small school, uh, as opposed to the traditional Indiana, North Carolina, Georgetown. These are traditional soccer programs of the East coast schools. Um, Pittsburgh but, actually uh, had a lot of
5: international players as well. Um, and they kind of, they've built their program in a similar way as Marshall has.
4: Exactly, uh, Pittsburgh does not have a great soccer tradition to my knowledge.
5: No, that, that was their first college cup as well, I believe.
4: So again, you got two schools making their first college cup built solely on incorporating uh, that's a discussion for another time. you know it's like in Europe, in like the bas- a lot of the, most of the basketball leagues, Dylan, a lot of them they limit the roster to two Americans per roster. Huh. so that's just something to talk about but uh comments uh let's see a lot of people talking about the basketball roster it, it, it is set man uh it doesn't matter i don't care that a transfer i mean it could somebody leave i guess they could uh there's nothing to say they couldn't but who who who, who? Uh,
5: i i was i was talking about that the other day and i think that the, the the most likely – I mean, if, if there's going – like it doesn't seem like anyone's going to leave. It seems like it's pretty set at this point. But if someone's going to leave, the most likely to me would be Race Thompson just because it's kind of unclear where he fits with this roster the way it's set up now. He's probably going to play significantly fewer minutes next year than he did this year. Um, but to, I don't know if that if that's going to bother him at all, if he's going to care about that. But – that if, if someone was going to leave, I could see a, a rationale for him leaving just because if he wants, if he's a very good player, bulldog on both ends, he could he could find somewhere where he would be a starter and play 25, 30 minutes a game. That's probably not going to happen at IU next year. So I could see that still seems unlikely to me.
4: But uh, yeah, is he looking for more minutes or is he looking to develop his game for the right. future? Yeah. A lot of questions will go into that to to his decision-making. Um, but actually they kind of need him because they didn't have the depth at the big man position before they got Durr. Now you have depth. right? And so now you've got a pretty complete team as far as the positions being filled that you need filled, how well they get filled, how well that develops, how well they uh, gel together and all that, that will be determined later. But you've got the pieces in place to do what you need to do. Um, of course the fans are going to Forrest uh, says, uh, I think IU basketball is one of the most complete rosters in the big 10, whether that will translate to wins remains to be seen. Guess we'll find out beginning November. Well, that's as bad as well as you can say it. I don't know. I, I haven't looked at everyone else's rosters yet because they're probably not completed and I'm not going to waste my time in, in May looking at people's rosters. Uh, until well after July, but they're 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 in good position. They have the pieces they need. All of them are not experienced as you'd like them to be in that certain position. But what does this do for Trace Jackson Davis, Dylan? You bring in uh, Durr, who I'm going to imagine is going to be pretty damn active underneath. Yeah, which We'll take up, we'll take up some room. We'll take up some of Trace Jackson Davis's room because that's the only place he's been active, which is good. But his lack of development outside is going to really show now when you have someone like Dur. I mean, you could theoretically play Dur and 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 Thompson at the same time if you had to, with what with the other pieces you have out there. I'm not saying Trace Jackson-Davis Trace Jackson is expendable. It's not what I'm saying. But he's going to have to bring something more to the game than, than, than putting in some layups. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have to, to develop the rest of that game. And, I mean, bringing in Durr
5: allows Mike Woodson to keep his promise to Trace Jackson-Davis. He promised him when Davis said he would come back, he promised him that he would get him more looks on the perimeter at the high post. And they're going to be able to play some high post, low post with Trace Jackson Davis and Michael Durr on the floor at the same time. That's a big lineup you have out there. Um, So you're right. Jackson Davis is going to have to play on the perimeter a little bit more. He's going to have to shoot jumpers. He's going to have to go to his right hand. And those are things that Mike Woodson said he wanted him to do and once Joey Brunk transferred, it was kind of unclear what, what they were going to do at center. It seemed like their best option was putting Trace Jackson Davis right back at center, which is where he was this year, and he was completely he was out of position. As good as he was, he was an All-American. He, did, he was out of position. He was not comfortable playing there, and he said that repeatedly. So now you bring in Durr, you have that depth at center. You give Trace Jackson Davis a chance to play play power forward, where he's played his entire career, where he feels comfortable and where he can develop his game for the next level. And that's exactly what you want. If you're IU, you want him um, out on the perimeter shooting 15 footers um, and, and expanding his game that way. And then once teams kind of have to come out on him and defend those 15 footers, then you get him going to the hoop because he's more athletic than just about anyone he's going to face at that position. So you're going to see him driving by people and getting to the rim. And that's really going to open things up for him. I feel like, and having Durr there is extremely important. As you said, it was to me, Durr is kind of the missing piece. They, they were they were short a big man. They went out and got one, and I think that's really important for this team right now.
4: Think about Thomas Bryant, what he did when this team had a Thomas Bryant. Even if he's not doing, he's still an imposing figure just being in there. Uh, defensively, think about a lot of times when you play teams like Purdue, a lot of times those guys aren't doing a lot, but they just, uh, harms comes to mind. He didn't do a lot. He just seemed to be in the way a lot. But sometimes just being in the way can be problematic. Or you can put your arm on someone's shoulder and push them down and tip in a ball at the last second for a a win. Uh, um, But uh, all that little stuff never leaves my mind. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to change the dynamic, period, because Indiana did not have any kind of dominance with their team under Archie Miller. Nothing was dominant. Zip. No dominant shooter, no dominant rebounder, no dominant scorer, no dominant rebounder, nothing. Nothing was dominant. And they could have a few pieces now because one feeds to the other. If Dirk can get in there and get confident with the coaching and, and become a force and play off of each other, man, they could really dominate that paint. We haven't talked about what could be going on on the outside the addition of, of Xavier Johnson and those guys that can score. Yeah. And, and Miller Kopp, a three-year starter, guy is not afraid to play. They're, they Indiana, I, I, I don't I tried to not, especially this early get jacked up, get the people jacked up. But they have the pieces they need to compete undoubtedly in the top four of this conference next year, I think. But, again, have to wait to see what everybody else has. Michigan's looking good. Illinois was kind of gutted. Uh, we got to take a break. I'm late, so let's do that now. But uh, miss that. But we'll talk about it. And Bob Kravitz is going to join us. Cannot wait right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more
3: Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Remax
4: Realty Indie Home Pros. Hey, Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore, Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer.
3: Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington.
4: The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tee times. The golf club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time.
7: We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368.
4: Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be at for Indiana Sports Beat Radio.
3: Whether you're looking for a relaxing night with a family, meeting for lunch, hanging with friends, or on the golf course, Som's Restaurants has multiple locations and something for everyone. Som's Restaurant in Fishers has homemade coffee cakes and much more. Somm's Place in Broad River has wings, tender steaks, and seafood. Som's Ale House in Carmel and on 86th Street in Indy have a long list of craft beers and all of the right foods to go with. Plan a day on the links at Eagle Point in Bloomington, then stay for dinner at Somm's Clubhouse. Somm's Restaurants, professionals in the art of food and drink. This segment is brought to you by SOM's family of restaurants. Fresh, local, family. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Andy Moore, Honda of Bloomington, and Remax Realty Indy Home Bros. Here's Jim Coyle.
4: Welcome back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this Wednesday, joined now by the great Bob Kravitz. Robert, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? Doing well. Dylan Sin with us as well. He's the Hello, only hat. Dylan. He's on the no hats tour, it looks like.
5: I am. I am. I'm the only one on this on the show that is, but welcome, Bob. We're glad to have you.
2: Thank you. I, I didn't break out one of my old hockey hats. I'm going I, I'm going straight Callaway.
4: I was going normally he graces us with a uh, a blast from the past. Uh, I used to have some cool minor league baseball hats. Um just a couple from the stuff I was doing, but no more. I, I've got a basket of hats, and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with these that I've worn, not worn? I don't want to get rid of them because, oh, yeah, that and this and that. And I'm like, why? Why? How many hats do you have? Uh, about 30. Dylan, do you have any hats dude, dude. at all? <laughs> Nothing. I get Nothing it. Nothing there. Yeah, I have this. This is thin. It's thinning. I, it allows me. I got to keep it one way. So if I'm out in the sun, I can wear a visor. But I got to make sure it's the same way. Yeah,
2: I couldn't. I couldn't wear a visor. I, it would. It would bore a hole through my. Through my <laughs> <Yeah.
4: head. laughs> Dylan, you a hat guy at all?
5: I have a grand total of two hats. I have one from IU, one from Maryland, because I went to grad school at Maryland.
4: <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I've got a basket full of hats, and that's after probably. Going through them, I don't know how many times, but uh, it's just one of those things you just, uh, a guy just kind of adds. It's like women in shoes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that doesn't <laughs> get me in trouble. Yeah. But, uh, just acquire Indy, them over time. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Indy 500, man. Uh, big event. Big, big spectator event. The, we talked about the largest spectator event we've seen in, in, since the pandemic started, so we've got that. Um, all the excitement and the pageantry that goes on with the Indy 500, Indianapolis, it, it, I guess this could be kind of a, not a litmus test, but a, a, a spark to get the city
2: back open as yeah. coming out of COVID. Well, I, I think that the uh, NCAA tournament was kind of the first effort uh, to, to get things reopened uh, at least on, uh, when it comes to sports and yeah, 140,000 people, uh, will be uh, attending. Um, I fully suspect that the TV blackout will be listed once, once they uh, sell all the tickets, which I assume they will pretty, pretty easily. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the, one of the reasons they felt good about opening this up to 140,000 was that the, the numbers they saw, the statistics from the NCAA tournament were so positive yeah, the NCAA tournament was not a super spreader event. Um there were not the kinds of problems that you would have feared. And so they're going ahead with 140,000. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, uh
4: it, it spectacular. A, a and f- I'm trying to think. So the Kentucky Derby, is that the been the biggest so far? What they have I believe,
2: like I believe so. I don't know how many they had, but I I would believe so.
4: I yeah, I think be- they had like fifty thousand or something. Normally they're at 170 for the Derby, right? Um, yeah, but but uh, it, yeah, it just
5: the Kentucky Derby was at 50,000. Then Belmont was only at 10,000.
4: Yeah, they don't draw much there, but yeah, it's yeah. just good to see it coming back. <laughs> uh, I was at an IU baseball game yesterday. It was, uh, you know, there was all the seats in the inside the press box, but I mean, like, I had more fun going out and just watching the game and I'm leaning up against the fence, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, it's hard to remind yourself how long it had been and how you're like, wow, I'm
2: really doing this. It's, it's a weird feeling. I'm so looking forward to going. Like I went to Colts home games last year. Um, you know, but you know, now that I'm vaccinated and virtually everybody else that I know is vaccinated, I feel comfortable leaving the house, uh, you know, being somewhere besides the house or the golf course. So, uh, i'm looking forward to like going to pacers games next year going to road colts games next year it's just you know we've come through an amazing awful miserable time in in human history and thank god it's almost over Uh, i
4: think i know who i'm going to donate my
2: hats to uh guys alan says
4: he's got 732 holy crap (laughs) well
2: i'll I'll, I'll Hey, does Alan have a Hartford Whalers hat? That's my my question. If you don't have a Hartford Whalers hat, the 722 don't mean squat.
4: Yeah, that's a lot to not have that, but I'll I'll definitely, uh, if you want, I'll donate to that collection. Um, But, yeah, uh, Brian asked, do you think that that reset was the biggest move the Pacers made this year? The guy can ball. The Pacers, of course, last night just handed it to to Charlotte after – you know, previously they it was a kind of a bad loss for them, but man, Cody Zeller comes in and I looked up and I'm like, man, they're kicking the crap out of them.
2: Yeah, you you never would have known that it was a, a one and done type of scenario for the Charlotte Hornets. Now, you know, they 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 lost uh, what were they six and fifteen, and 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 they lost they they had won six of their last fifteen regular season games. They went completely in the tank after they lost Gordon Hayward. And so we probably shouldn't be all that surprised, but that team played like it was a preseason game, not even a mid-February game, a preseason game. And I was shocked at their lack of intensity and urgency. I mean, a hundred and forty-four to one
4: seventeen, and the Pacers have been uh, weird. They, they they'll score a thousand points and then they'll get beat. They'll give up a thousand points, but. um So
2: tonight, I guess, is tonight's... No, who who won last night? The Celtics or...? The Celtics uh, won last night. So the Pacers will play uh, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards in Washington Thursday night, 8 o'clock, TNT.
4: Oh, they play Washington. I thought that they might be playing the Celtics. Come on, uh, Tim.
2: Get on top of this. Yeah, yeah the, tomorrow the, at eight o'clock. Tomorrow, the eight Celtics o'clock. are locked into playing the
5: Nets in the first round. So the Celtics have clinched the seventh seed
4: now. Yeah, that's this this playing deal has got me all jacked oh, around. History. But okay, but tomorrow night, yeah, eight o'clock. So you got that going
2: for you. Yeah, uh, interesting game too, by the way. It's going to be. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. Uh, what makes it is it the matchup. It's the matchup. I mean, the Wizards have won all three regular season games they've all been close they've all been ridiculously high scoring um well not all three have been close but two two are close um but you know they're I don't know how far they can go without Karis LeVert you know Malcolm Brogdon played really well last night but you know everybody played well last night and you know he's still really limited by that hamstring so You know, I don't know how he's going to stay in front of Russell Westbrook. And I don't see Westbrook having two really rotten games in a row. So I like Washington in that game. But what the heck, you know, the Pacers left their fans with at least one good memory from a season that's largely gone sideways.
4: Yeah, but wouldn't it have been better if they lost that game?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, you're still if they lose on Thursday, they're still in the lottery. Oh, yes. There you go. Yeah, they're still in the lottery. Uh, I think they got about a point zero 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 six percent chance of, you know, get it, getting a top ten pick. But at least they'll take a shot at it. I, I do think it would be better for them to lose that game. But, it, you know, whether you're picking 14 or 15, I'm not sure how much of a difference that's really going to be. Well,
5: I was just surprised. Were you surprised, Bob, at all by the fact that it was from the start of that game? Last night, the Hornets were never in that game. It wasn't yeah, like we got to the second quarter and they gave up. They were never in that game from the opening tip-off. I was
2: just shocked by that. Yeah, me too. And uh, look, uh, I give Bjorkman credit. He had his team ready, uh, especially after they got the news uh, late morning that Karis LeVert was going to miss the game because of COVID protocols, and he's likely out 10 to 14 days. So
4: How do they score 144 points without Karis LeVert? <laughs>
2: Well, uh, first, Charlotte didn't show up. That, that had something to do with it. But it was just one of those nights, you know. I mean, you know, you play pickup basketball. And once – well, no, I don't want to compare your game to theirs. But once in <laughs> I a, <wouldn't> either. <laughs> Once in a while, I mean, first of all, let's talk about O'Shea Brissett. This guy had two 10-game, uh, 10-game contracts. He started the season in the G League. Now he's starting for the Indiana Pacers, and he has been tremendous. What a great story this guy is. You know, Sabonis started slow, but he almost had a triple-double. He was one-assist shy. Brogdon was solid. Uh, Justin Holliday. You go down the the list, I mean, Goga Batadze, for God's sake. He had a double-double off the bench. So just one of those nights. And, again, it's the one good memory of a season that just really hasn't panned out for a lot of very good reasons. I mean, they've just been decimated all year. I'd and be remiss. Really- I'm I'd- I'd really quick. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about O'Shea. Brissett. He was
5: in the G. League. He was in the G. League here in Fort Wayne. Um, yep. and that, that to me is one of the best stories in the NBA this year. I mean, it, people aren't talking about it very much because it's the Pacers. And they don't get a lot of national coverage, but that's one of the best stories in the NBA, the NBA this year.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, the guy's still living in a hotel.
4: He's, <laughs>
2: not, he ha, he's not even renting uh, a condo or, or anything. You know, and he talked last night a little bit. He's he's away from his young daughter, and it's been very difficult. I, I don't know where he's from, but um, he's away from his young daughter. But he said, you know, this is why I'm, I'm doing all this for her and, you know, supporting the family and everything else. He's a really good guy, and you know, there's been a lot of internal discord with the, with the Pacers, but you get these young guys like Keelan Martin and O'Shea Brissett and Goka Batadze and all these guys who, you know, are just happy to be getting run. They're just happy to be getting minutes and they are playing like their hair's on fire. And and that's, that's great to see. So, I mean, I give them a puncher's chance against Washington, but... Boy, I, I, I don't want to see what I, – I, I don't want to know what's it's going to look like against uh, Philadelphia if they should get that far. How much did it help the, the Hornets by losing that game? Uh, just a little bit. You know, I mean, they they, they get it to the lottery. But, again, your lottery odds are very, very limited. Well, you know, I asked just because they played so
4: horribly. I mean, they were down 16 in the
2: first quarter. First quarter, yeah, and it got to like 32 there in the third quarter. No, I don't think they tanked. I just think they were a bad team at the end of the year. You lose Gordon Hayward, who's one of your veteran players, who is a matchup nightmare, especially for the Pacers. Um, although with Brissette in the lineup, it may not have been such a, a, a bad mismatch. But uh, they've been bad, really, for the last month of the season. So it wasn't a complete shock. But, yeah, they um, I don't think they tanked. I just think they're not very good right now.
4: That sounds like me. Uh, it's perfect. Uh, so we got the Indy 500 coming up, and I know you'll be out there and uh, around the track and have been. Uh, I, I, that's the one thing. I'm so tired this year from all that's going on. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm not even messing with it going up there. I, I, I regret it a little bit because I'd like to. But what's it been like up at the track Uh coming out of COVID it's always excitement, just the, the sounds. And, and, but cause the Indianapolis motor speedway is a, a unique, it's just such a unique sporting event because it goes on for like a month. And there are other things that lead up to it, but then there's the main event of course, but this is a month long thing. It's not unlike any other sporting event. Right.
2: You know, it used to be that we talked about the month of May. Um, and it used to be a full month. Um, in you know, in the more modern day, it's been kind of a two two and a half week uh, type of thing. Um, but I, I'm I'm a, you know the the first day of practice was was interesting. It's just, it's just cool to see the cars out there. I'm not a motorsports expert by any stretch of the imagination, but it was cool. I talked with AJ Foyt the other day. I talked with uh, Willie. T. I have a really good story, I think, uh, going next week about Willie T. Ribs, who was the first. Um, block driver ever to qualify and run at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the Indy 500, um, doing something with AJ, who's an interesting fellow. Um, that'll be next week. Um, but, there, I mean, look, it, the Indy car is as competitive as it's ever been. You've got some star power. So I'm really looking forward to diving into this. I'm going to head out there on Thursday again and uh, see what's going on, and then get back in time to watch uh, and cover the Pacers.
4: Yeah, those both of those guys are kind of very unique characters in oh, yeah. completely completely different ways. Yeah. I have not had the opportunity to be around A.J. Foyt, but I, I know he's just a, kind of an old codger uh, yeah. type of deal. Willie T. Ribbs, I, I did meet him way back when he made his run, and he was I, I found him to be almost arrogant of sorts. Then, it's crazy. And, but you have to be. You're going 235 miles an hour. If you're not arrogant, you're dead,
2: probably. Well, you know, um, but Willie is a, a guy who developed a relationship with Muhammad Ali. Ah, early in in, in his career, did and not know that. He, and he he very he was very much like Ali on a much lower you know lower level, and he he's just very opinion. You know, here's the thing. Everybody talks about Willie T being arrogant and all this stuff. And in fact, there's a documentary out about Willie T that's called uppity. And people criticize him for being that way. And yet an AJ Foyt or a Tony Stewart or any one of those guys can say whatever the hell they want. And they're viewed as great competitors and they're tough guys and they don't take any you know what off anybody. So I do think I do think race enters into it. When you see a guy like Willie T, you think, oh, he's an arrogant so and so. And yeah, he's a little arrogant, but again, I think in any sport to, to be great, there has to be sort of that necessary arrogance.
4: Oh, all those you have to have you have to, if you don't believe
2: Right. <laughs> Who is? If and you don't believe guy, you have that talent. Yeah. Right. And this is a guy, I understand, who is always looking for, uh, you know, for corporate uh, help. And he needed to establish himself as a personality. Um, he couldn't just be Scott Dixon. You know, I mean, he didn't he doesn't have Scott Dixon's backing or money or whatever. He You know, he needed to establish himself as being a little bit different. And I just think that's the way he is. We talked for 50 minutes and he was, you know, at times it was a little contentious, but it was great fun. You know, and I, I just love the fact that he tells it like he thinks it is, which is exactly what we laud Tony Stewart and AJ Foy for. Exactly.
4: Muhammad Ali, by the way, my greatest sports My my greatest sports hero for all, all my life. He just, I loved how he did everything he did and uh, what he lost and stood for. And and man, you talk about funny. That dude was as funny as anybody ever and quick witted. And and he did all that without the benefit of a great education. And that dude was smart. I mean, he may not have been the smartest guy, but he was the wittiest and quickest and fast hands.
2: I remember I remember many, many years ago, this would probably be in, God, I'm old, in the early 80s. And Muhammad uh, was just starting to deteriorate from the Parkinson's. But we were at a, at a table at some banquet, and I got lucky enough to be at his table. Oh, and he, my was gosh. Doing, he was doing these magic tricks for everybody. And then he was telling us how he did them. I was like, Ali, you don't have to do that. Just do the trick, but he—he he, he was great. He had kind of this boyish wonder about the whole thing. And he was—it was really cool. Really it was. Good. He was uh,
4: amazing, Bob. Man, it's always great. I hope you have uh, fun out at the track the rest of the next few weeks and whatever you're going to do. I'm. You need to get down here. We need to. I'm, I'm ready to play. I am All ready right. to line them up. I was born ready. All right, brother Bob Kravitz. Make sure you find him on the athletic. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Have a great day. Uh, we got more coming up. Let's see. Tim says Ribs was almost killed at eight years old when he was hit with an out of control race car. There you go. You have to add that to your story. Hey, we got more coming back. We'll be back with it.
3: We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Remax Realty Indie Home Pros. Whether you're looking for a relaxing night with a family, meeting for lunch, hanging with friends, or on the golf course, Soms Restaurants has multiple locations and something for everyone. Soms Restaurant in Fishers has homemade coffee cakes and much more. Som's Place in Broad River has wings, tender steaks, and seafood. Somm's Ale House in Carmel and on 86th Street in Indy have a long list of craft beers and all of the right foods to go with. Plan a day on the links at Eagle Point in Bloomington, then stay for dinner at Somm's Clubhouse. Somm's Restaurants, professionals in the art of food and drink.
4: The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tee times. The golf club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time.
7: We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368.
4: Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. Thehoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to thehoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it at any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Hey, Hoosier fans, whether you're looking for a new or a used vehicle, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington's got you covered. They're Bloomington's number one Honda dealer for a reason. For deals like this, how about a new 2020 Honda Civic LX front-wheel drive lease for just $180 a month? Or a new 2021 Honda Accord LX front-wheel drive lease for just $270 a month? Andy Moore, Honda Bloomington, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer.
3: Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Realty, Indie Home Pros. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Andy Moore, Honda of Bloomington, and REMAX Realty, Indie Home Pros. Here's Jim Coyne.
4: Hey, I hope your day is going well on this Wednesday. Dylan Sims joining me, as he does, from the Fort Wayne Journal-Gazette. Just finished up with Bob Kravitz from The Athletic, as he joins us each week. Uh, And, yeah, I wish I was going up to the Indy 500, to be honest with you. I probably will really wish it when it gets here, because I will be rested up by then. But, eh. Uh, What was it we were talking about in the break? Oh, did you say we hadn't talked about? We said uh,
5: we... You, you touched on IU football a little bit earlier because you said it was the uh, the most anticipated IU football season ever, but we didn't get to touch on it as much as we should have because we had Kyle uh, on earlier with us.
4: Yeah. Um, it Man. The anticipate And it continues to build as these transfers continue to come. You just had uh, the car kid from USC. You, you have uh, Harden from Auburn. You, you've got Uh, the guy that transferred from Ole Miss after Ole Miss beats Indiana in in a bowl game. You've got Joanne Swan Swan from Stanford last year. I mean, Indiana is becoming, I said this in a a post, Indiana is becoming a destination for those who thought the grass was greener. Indiana is not that destination place yet for the elite, but some... Some of these elite are going to these places, finding out it's not as great as it's cracked up to be, not getting to play, whatever. They can go here and be competitive, play, and hey, hello. So it's about to change. I I really believe that. But Indiana does not have to have as many five stars as these other schools because they actually are working and developing talent as well. Sometimes I think a mixture of developed talent would be elite talent all day long because developed talent has a chip on their shoulder. They uh, it's it's more mental. They've worked harder. Um, Zero evidence to back that up, (laughs) but uh, just a thought. I mean, I I love when you see developed talent. I mean, it means more to you. Uh, The harder you work, the more you put in, the more it means to you.
5: Right. And, that's, and that, that's what's so important for Indiana right now is they're starting to get some of that talent that's actually elite talent and then developing that. And that's what's going to make it a lot of fun. I mean, Stephen Carr, uh, like he, is, he was a five-star running back. He was, the top, he was one of the top running back recruits in the entire country that year. So, and he was actually USC's leading ball carrier last year. He led USC in carries. and He still decided he wanted to get out of there and come to IU. That's an impressive get for IU.
4: Absolutely. Uh, man, we had an incredible show today. It was absolutely stuffed full. Uh, Kyle Nedrip from the Star, Bob Kravitz from The Athletic, and, of course, Dylan Sin from the Fort Wayne Journal-Gazette. Uh, we're going to do a quick overtime period because we've had so much. Uh, for those of you that are on radio, uh, we appreciate you. If you're on uh, listening on The Ref in Evansville, stay tuned for Dan Agurski. He's coming up next. Uh, everybody else, we are going to go do a little overtime, and then if you're not joining us, for Dylan Sin, Bob Kravitz, and Kyle Ned Rip, go out and do something nice for somebody. And until tomorrow, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. I've dropped the mask thing from I don't there, say that anymore.
5: There we go. That's don't um, have to. that was the, the, the baseball team that I cover announced last night that they that their masks are no longer required in outdoor areas of the park.
4: Yeah, the baseball team I covered tonight did not make that announcement, but of course I was covering Indiana. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, football—it is without question the most anticipated season in the in however many years of football they played. First of all, what the talent's coming—that alone, that's great. Now you look at the schedule. Holy crap! You, you open up at, at, at an Iowa at Iowa, a team that has already pissed you off your fan base. They are pissed off at Iowa. The team's not pissed off at Iowa, but every Indiana fan is pissed off at Iowa. They want to beat their ass so bad, the Gary Barta Um, And the best time to catch Iowa is early. They lost their, their first two games last year, which ended up screwing their season. Uh, they got better after that. But, man, I guess if you're going to have to play them, play them early and get it out of the way. And maybe an offense like Indiana has can catch Iowa off guard early like that. I think that may be an advantage for Indiana in that regard if Michael Penix is ready to go.
5: Yes, absolutely. Was, I was just about to say if Michael Penix is ready to go, that should be fun. We saw uh, he posted some photos the other day of him throwing. He looked healthy. He looked like he was making progress in his recovery. Uh, so that, that is extremely hopeful. Um, but, yes, it, catching Iowa early is going to be important. And just getting back to, to football in September is going to be fun, uh, especially with IU starting with a, a conference game again. You get one of those conference games out of the way. If you, start, if you win that first one, you start 1-0 in conference in addition to starting 1-0 overall. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and one of those teams is going to go home with a lot of momentum.
4: And, then, and you talk about the schedule. Crap. You, you cannot – there is no complaints about Indiana's football schedule next year, period. You open up on the road at Iowa, you come home and play an Idaho team. I mean, yeah, this is not – Idaho's pretty good. Their coach, I think they're still coached by Bobby Petrino's brother, if I'm not mistaken, uh, who's been there for, for a while. Um, then your third game, it's Cincinnati. It's a top ten match – non-conference top ten matchup. Are you kidding me? So two out of your first three games – our top 15 matchups. Yeah. And we it, haven't even begun to talk about the big 10 East yet. Boom.
5: Exactly.
4: It is. It's going
5: to be, it, it. it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of pressure. Like this is, this is Indiana is not going to sneak up on anyone this year. They, they've arrived in terms of national exposure. And there's going to be a lot of discussion before the season of where, how, how good can Indiana be? How high can they fly? You're going to have to go out and prove it. Just like you did this year, you're going to have to go out and prove it. We're going to see if they can.
4: And, and the great thing about, I guess, Iowa is they're not going to know – the Michael Penix thing is going to be kind of a mystery to them. They don't really – if they, if Indiana – I don't know how well they can keep it secret, but they will try, but what quarterback they're preparing for. Because Jack Tuttle, while a lot of people say he's not Michael Penix, and he's not, it's a little, little – there is some difference. There's not a ton of drop off. It's a different style, and you forget he's had an entire year of first round reps. Yeah, he this is a top eleven quarterback that came here. He's not some kid that they're just trying to develop. This kid has talent. He's a pocket passer, just different than Michael Penix. But you're, there's not a lot of drop off, and he's gotten all these reps. Boom! You 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 basically are back to having. 1A and 1B, except for 1B, is much better than, than Peyton Ramsey was. Nothing against Peyton Ramsey, but Jack Tuttle is a hell of a lot better quarterback than, than Peyton Ramsey was. Yeah,
5: And, and, and that's the thing is, is IU has that ability now. They, they, Tom Allen talked about from the time that he got here, when they went 5-7 and seven his first two years, when he kept preaching was, we want to have depth at every single position so that if some guy goes down, we have someone that can, that can come in and we can feel confident. And not a lot of teams, even at the elite level, have that at quarterback, and IU has that at quarterback. And that's not even to mention Donovan Nicole, who is an extremely talented player and will eventually probably be the starting quarterback at IU and be a very good player. And he's just a true freshman. But you can potentially go three deep if he develops quickly.
4: Absolutely. Well, uh, what do you have coming up next, Dylan?
5: Well, I, this week I am covering the Tin Caps here in Fort Wayne. That is the main thing. And, of course, we have tons of high school coverage uh, at www.journalgazette.net. So we have all of the high school coverage uh, that you could ever want, and I am covering the Tin Caps. Comets playoffs are coming up, so we have everything, and uh, you should
4: check it out. There you go. And make sure you give Dylan a follow as well, and myself, at Jim Coyle ISB on Twitter. And make sure you go to uh, – uh, YouTube and sign up for us there. Indiana Sports Beat Radio, just uh, toggle for notifications. Fun day as always, man. It was great. Uh, this is fun. It's getting better and we'll have more and more fun uh, discussions as the summer goes on. But uh, you got to have a great week, man. Look forward to doing it again uh, next week.
5: Absolutely, Jim. Always glad to be here. Thanks for having me on.
4: You bet. And tomorrow we'll uh, look forward to having Dustin Shuty, Chris Denari, Matt Taylor, and see what else we can get scared up. But until then, you guys go out, do something nice for somebody, and uh, I'll see you on the radio.